three, two, one. We're switching it up today. I'm going to do the introduction of It's a Football Podcast and what a week it was and it's been. Another quarterback is out for the season. Bill Belichick is dodging questions about his future. And the real mid-quarterback and fraud Miami Dolphins have lost another game. And, I mean, it's starting to believe. I mean, I'm starting to think that the Dolphins aren't uh, contenders and they are pretenders. But I'm joined by Safed Dean, the real host of this podcast. I'm just, you know, the co-host. The one that responds all Sophit's foolishness. Sophit, oh, how are you doing Tyler today? Drag. I'm good, Tyler Dragon. How are you? As a host, you got to introduce yourself too, man. <laughs> oh, people know who I am. I'm the one who responds to all your foolishness and well, the co-host of this podcast. Not well, You're the moderator, Sophit. Welcome to another edition of It's a Football Podcast, brought to you by USA Today Sports. Uh, they pay us to uh, send you some foolishness to listen to about the NFL, and here we are yet again. Uh, Tyler's boy, Justin Herbert, done for the season with a finger injury. Sorry about that, Tyler. Uh, your Rams are looking good, though. Rams are looking good, better than my Dolphins. Um, but, Tyler, I really wanted to get started with you about Patrick Mahomes and that animated, visceral outburst on the Chiefs' sidelines after their 20-17 to loss to the Buffalo Bills at home on Sunday uh, Tyler, Patrick Mahomes came out and apologized for his little tirade he had. Um, you know, it took probably 10 Chiefs players to hold him back as he was trying to yell at a referee for throwing a flag on what have been what could have been maybe like the easily the play of the year. Uh, probably could have been the play of the 2020s, right? Um, with his completion to Travis Kelsey, who then, uh, you know, threw the ball backwards to Kadarius Toney, who found the end zone. Um, probably with about a minute or so left in that Chiefs game. They would have won the game if that play stood, but Kadarius Tony, Tony was called for being in the neutral zone, line right over his left foot, right over the line of scrimmage. Uh, if you have that blue mark on your TV when you're watching it, but um, it was a controversial call in the sense that, uh, you know, Tony kind of lines up in that area very often um, and doesn't get that call made against him but did in that particular moment and um tyler i wanted to talk to you about this because it didn't feel like patrick mahomes was upset about the call more than he was upset at tony and the rest of his receivers this year it's been a frustrating year for the chiefs and somehow they're still eight and five i mean not as great as a ten and four you know a ten and three or a nine and four record but they're still hanging around they still have the lead in their division for a little while longer although the broncos are creeping up Tyler, what did you think about Patrick Mahomes and this whole situation, man? So first of all, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they were dead wrong. Kadarius Tony was offsides. Um, however, I, I took a different uh, perspective on it. I, I think that Patrick Mahomes, it was a carryover from the week prior um, because Kadarius Tony was blatantly offsides. He was offsides. It was obvious. We saw it. But at the same time last week, there was some egregious errors on the officials where they missed a blatant pass interference on MVS when he was, you know, running down the field and pretty much got hit, jumped on his back. <laughs> and then 
This is the Packers this, game, right? Yeah, this is the Packers game. And then, okay. um, you know, the fourth down play, Travis Kelsey, I mean, was less egregious, but he got pushed in the back before the ball arrived. So yeah. if you're going to, if you're not, if you're going to swallow your whistle, um, the end of the game and the Packers game, but then you're going to be, you blow your whistle on the Chiefs in the following week and the Bills, it's like, okay, where's the consistency here? There was, there's no consistency week to week with officiating. Now, again, all were fouls, all were fouls, but if there's yeah. going to be fouls at this week's game against the Bills, there should have been fouls called on the last week game against the Packers. So I think that's um, a little bit what Patrick Mahomes' frustration was stemming from. But you know, it, it's I'm not even going to say it's obvious. I've been it's been a broken record. It, the Chiefs <laughs> wide receivers are are hurting them. Uh, more yeah. than they are helping them right now. Yeah. And it's going to cost them. It's going to cost them when games matter most, especially in the postseason. Yeah, so look, uh, I think NFL fans care more about officiating than NFL owners do. Um, I, I know owners are obviously either happy or upset that they, you know, their teams win or lose, but it's not like they're going to Cadell and crying about it. Or maybe they are. Who knows? They are meeting in Dallas this week <laughs> for, you know, some league meetings. Um, but I think fans care a little bit more about officiating, especially because we all see what's going on and we all see the product on the field. Um, you and I spoke about this earlier this year. The Bills got two wins this year off of the refs holding their whistle and not um, throwing flags on plays at the end of the game, literally the last play of the game. Against the Giants, the Giants were down to Tyrod Taylor in the red zone, excuse me, at like the one or two yard line. And... Mm -hmm. You know, had one pass interference call, should have had another one, but the second one wasn't called. Bills win. Um, against the Buccaneers the next week, the same thing happened, and the Bills escaped with another win. Um, and this was a game here where the Bills got up to 7-6 and six this year against the Chiefs, and um, it went their way. It, it went their way, right, um, for the third straight time. And, and, and I understand where Patrick Mahomes is coming from because there were several times in that game against the Bills where Tony lined up the same exact way, you know, foot on the line, foot where the football is, where he needs to take probably a couple inches back, but it wasn't called on previous times. And then, you know, in the two-minute drive with the game on the line and everybody's watching, you know, to make that call, it was the right call to make, yes, but it's literally like calling a travel with three seconds left in a basketball game, right? Like, are you going to... You're going to call LeBron for carrying the ball when he's your bigger star? No. And Patrick Mahomes, you can't do that to Patrick Mahomes when he's your bigger star too. But they did. The refs intervened here, and it's it's a really fine line because they were right. They made the right call. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, though, Patrick Mahomes made a fool of himself on the sideline, and Andy Reid had to bark up the same tree as well because, you know, you, you're not going to leave your quarterback out to dry. They were all upset after that game. Um, and it kind of felt like the Chiefs wanted one-handed to them. And and from you know from from that standpoint, it lets you know where the Chiefs are too, because they have struggled so much with this receiver issue this year, and it's been one of the toughest seasons that they've had in recent memory. Um, you know, this was definitely a year where Tyreek Hill, the absence of him, has shown even more. But he's just one of those unique players that they haven't been able to you know replicate. Kelsey's a year older, still has a lot in the tank, but he's getting double teamed because there is no other threat. And in that game specifically, Pacheco didn't play at all. 
Um, you know, so it was really just up to Mahomes and the cast of characters, and they didn't pull it out. Now the Chiefs are going to go to New England this week. Sorry, Tyler. They're going to go to New England this week, and they're going to win by 20. <laughs> it's going <gonna> <laughs> to be a visceral thing for them. But, um, you know, I'm interested to see how the Chiefs season unfolds here in the final stretch because uh, it's Kelsey, it's Rice, it's Pacheco if he comes back from the shoulder injury, and McKinnon if you could find him, you know, kind of loose in the backfield. But that's it, man. That's really it. It's hard to believe the Chiefs have lost three of their last four, but like you said, the the perfect remedy for a losing streak and you know a, a tough uh, stretch is the New England Patriots. You know they <laughs> they are terrible, and they're looking at next season too. But man, I, the Chiefs' issues. I you have to draft a receiver next year in the first couple rounds and you have to look at receiver and free agency because this, in my opinion, is going to hold the chiefs back from hoisting another Lombardi trophy this year. Yeah. And well, not just this year. I mean, the next couple of years too, if, if that's the case, um, you know, this, this window for Kansas city is now, um, especially while you have Travis Kelsey um, mm-hmm. in a couple of years, Kelsey's not going to be on the team anymore. You know what I mean? You're going to be mm-hmm. depending on those receivers that you can draft and develop and, at least you know you have one with Rice, uh, but you have to figure out the rest of them for sure. And uh, can't think of a better get-right game for Kansas City than going into New England this week where I got it 30-10, to 10, man. I think the Chiefs are going to roll with it. Um, and obviously, Bill Belichick is ready to face Kansas City because he is facing several questions from the New England media on his potential future. Um, after being asked repeatedly about his job status in New England, Belichick said, quote-unquote, I'm getting ready for Kansas City in classic Belichick form. Um, if you've been in NFL circles or following NFL news for a little while, you kind of heard rumors that Belichick might be out. This will be his last season in New England. Um, according to reports, according to conversations having and back channels, this and that, it kind of does seem like a very much coming to a head because this is his worst season in New England since his first season. Uh, when they were really bad, too. But um, we're seeing a chapter in NFL history close right now, Tyler. Um, and it's kind of coming to an ugly le- uh, ugly end for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Yeah, but th- there isn't a lot of good endings <laughs> when it when it comes to players yes. and coaches uh, exiting, uh, you know, after a long tenure. And Bill Belichick, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest. I still think he has some football left in him on the sidelines. I wrote a column about I'm hearing rumblings that the Chargers and Belichick, there could be, uh, you know, some rumors circulating with them, flirting with each other. But the Chargers need some. Uh, But when it comes to Belichick, there needs to be a change of scenery in New England. Uh, They just need a a whole fresh start. That era of Belichick and Brady just need – they need to transition to a new era and just start over uh, and rebuild in New England. And, hey, why don't Bill Belichick come to Southern California? You know, spend a couple years out here before you're retiring in the sun. It's like 70 degrees a day soft. It's sunny outside. It's December. Yeah, he'll he'll definitely get the wins record if he goes to L.A. to, to exactly. coach the Chargers. Look, I, I agree with you. I, um, look, I, I think the Patriots are trending towards, you know, number one pick status, definitely top five, top three maybe, um, you know, if they continue to kind of go on this path that they're on. 
Um, and Belichick, for you know all of his success, why would he want to start a rebuild at this stage of his career? Definitely don't see it. Um, I could definitely see a trade to the Chargers. You know, we've traded coaches before. Sean Payton and the Saints and the Broncos made a trade. It's happened before that as well. Um, the Chargers would be the perfect setup for Belichick because you already have an established quarterback. Um, and you're just hoping that Belichick is obviously not one of those, you know, he's going to let Herbert do his thing and let it fly, right? Um, and he's not going to be a defensive coach that kind of limits a young offensive talent at quarterback, you know, kind of like Zach Wilson's kind of been going through with Robert Sala or, you know, Tua with his old coach um, before Mike McDaniel got there. So um, I think that could definitely work really well. Um, you know, Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler would be getting a year older. Um, you know, they do need to make some moves at receiver and kind of flush out that roster. But the defense is Belichick ready, right? Um, you know, you still have some guys there. Derwin James still pretty okay. Um, Joey Bosa, you know, Asante Samuel. Uh, it's a good thing you got rid of that corner, Jackson. Or right, good thing <laughs> yeah, you got rid Jason of him. Jackson, who was in New England. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. His days are done. I, I, I'm thinking pretty sure, but um, you know, the, the Chargers have a good setup. That if if Bill Belichick were to walk in there, they would be in the they would be competitive again in the AFC West. You know, with the Chiefs and with the Broncos right now. Raiders are looking for a new coach as well. Belichick to the Raiders. I'll take. I don't know if that – I like that one. I like There's the not a ready-made quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like the ready-made quarterback for Belichick, especially when he's chasing the wins uh, record. You know, um, mm -hmm. he's still chasing Don Shula for the all-time wins record. Uh, let me look that up real quick. He's second all-time chasing Don Shula. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Don Shula has 328. And Belichick's not too far behind. I think he and he just passed 301 last year. Yeah, 301, 302. So yeah. about 20 games, you know, more than 20 games. Belichick can coach two or three seasons in the with the Chargers if he, you know, choose to do so. Could have a nice three, four-year deal. I'm not sure if the Chargers will get to the Super Bowl. That would be the hope for sure. But they could definitely get into the AFC title game, right? Mm -hmm. Potentially with Herbert. Um I, so li I mean, like this off. This is good to see you're coming along are, with the Belichick these, idea in L.A. You're coming, you're coming along with it. It's week 15 of the 2023 <laughs> season, and I'm talking about like 2025 football. <laughs> 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 That's what we're talking about right now, Tyler. 2024, um, No, we're talking about 25. We're talking about 25. There needs some more players Next there. Year. Uh, Justin Herbert, done for the season. Due to a broken finger on his throwing hand um, and ending his 2023 season, man, it's kind of crazy because the Chargers have had such a bad year. Uh, close loss after close loss after close loss. They play on Thursday night against the Raiders. And I don't know who's going to win that game because the Raiders obviously started with uh, two wins against the Jets and Giants in Antonio Pierce's era um, as interim coach. But they've made some decisions in the last couple of games that let you know that they might have an eye on the draft and staying in the top 10 where they need to stay because they need a premium pick. Um, you know, I'm not sure if their quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, is the answer long term for them. Maybe they think so, maybe not. Um, but they need to figure out their situation, too. So I'm interested to see who's going to win this game because the Chargers need to win badly. It's not going to help them. It will help their morale and maybe you know, get Brandon Staley another week of coaching, but I'm interested interested to watch this game on Thursday and see how the Raiders perform because I think this could be a layup for the Raiders. 
prior to the season and even maybe a, a few months ago, this had the building of a, a pretty good game when both teams were, uh, you know, trying to get in playoff contention. Now, neither team is going to the playoffs off it. I almost wore black today because as a funeral for the Raiders and the Chargers because they are done, especially the Chargers. It's been a bad year for quarterbacks. I mean, Aaron Rodgers out for the year. And yes, I'm counting him out for the year. He's not coming back. Uh, yep. Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, Anthony Richardson, Daniel Jones, like all these quarterbacks, Justin Herbert now just out for the year, uh, big name quarterbacks. Um, but this game, Josh Jacobs might not even play because he's battling yeah, injury. injury. Uh, man, this it, it has the making of another uh, 6-0 game or 3-0 game. <laughs> the, uh, Raiders <laughs> just lost. They're not going to be a lot of points in this game. Easton Stick is going to start a quarterback for the Chargers. Uh, Aiden O'Connell. Oh, man, man. But for it's the, the Raiders perfect side, Thursday night football matchup, right? Really, really, really. I, I do like Antonio Pierce, and I hope he gets another chance as a next year to coach the Raiders. I hope he gets that interim tag taken off. I know it's not been a great season for the Silver and Black, but give him a whole offseason to kind of develop, get his system in there, and l- really have him just kind of get a grasp of being a head coach of the National Football League, especially with the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think they'll be uh, more competitive next year with him um, at the, on the sidelines. So I'm, I'm really hoping that he gets the job. But, yeah, Thursday I, I got the Raiders winning because the Chargers, they're done. Their season's done. So. <laughs> Tyler, let's, let's talk about the NFC. And it looks a little top-heavy now. Uh, with the Cowboys really jumping the Eagles and getting into the top three of the mix. Um, let's look at our, our colleague Nate Davis's power rankings for the season. Number one and number two is surprising, Tyler. I mean, number one's not as surprising. San Francisco 49ers, obviously best record in the league right now. And number two is the Dallas Cowboys. Do you think Dallas deserves to be thought of as the second best team in the NFL after their win against the Eagles uh, last Sunday, Tyler? No, I have the 49ers number one and the Baltimore Ravens number two. Uh, mm. I think that, that might be my Super Bowl pick, but yeah, I digress. Um, the, Raven, <laughs> I think the Ravens are getting overlooked. They had a tough game against the LA Rams in Baltimore. They barely uh, snuck by, but they did not play their best type of football. But good teams figure out ways to win when they're not playing their best. Now, granted, the Cowboys – they are looking good right now. I believe they won five straight games. That's tied for the longest winning streak at NFL with the 49ers. Uh, but I think they have some tough games coming up ahead. They play your Dolphins off it. That's going to be a tough game. They play the Bills this weekend. I'm really excited for that game up in Buffalo. So the Cowboys still got to show me a little bit more. The Eagles are kind of reeling right now. They're not playing their uh, best football. Jalen Hurts still does not look right to me. That secondary is to be had. They've been very leaky on the back end. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they're going through that, you know, the late season doldrums that some yeah. uh, good teams typically go through. Uh, I think they're going to, you know, right the ship um, in the next couple of weeks, at least say better if they want to uh, come out of the NFC or at least in the NFC championship game. But the NFC, the road to Super Bowl is going to go through San Francisco soft. 
Yeah, uh, you know, you and I talked about this before on previous podcasts. I always thought whoever was going to notch home field advantage and the NFC had a really good chance to run the table. Um, I thought Philly obviously did so last year with the title game. Um, and obviously, you know, Brock Purdy got hurt in that one. But um, that game being in Philly was kind of just like a um, – it was an avalanche, an avalanche for the 49ers um, at that point in the season, I think. You never know what playoff games, man. Things home field can kind of swing things a certain way really, really quickly. Um, and the fact that San Francisco got it right now and have a chance to hold on to it, I think it's uh, you know, really great for their prospects to not only reach the Super Bowl, to, to reach a Super Bowl for sure. Whether they can win it, I think they definitely will be the favorite. Um, Tyler, I want to play a game with you. Let's guess how the top four teams in the NFC will finish this season by looking at their next four games. All right. Okay. First up, we got the 49ers. They're going to be at the Cardinals, home against the Ravens, big game, at the Commanders, travel across the country, um, and then finish at home against the Rams. How are the 49ers going to do in their last four games, Tyler? Give me a record. At worst, they'll be three and one. At best, they'll be undefeated. I kind of think that they'll be undefeated, though. But at worst, they're going to lose to the Ravens. I believe that game is on Christmas. That's a hell of a Christmas game, by the way. But, yeah, 49ers still going to be number one seed. Yeah, I, I think the Rams is going to get – you know, the, excuse me, I think the Ravens are going to give them, um, you know, a, a tough a tough game mm-hmm. to play there. I think that's going to be a game where the Ravens maybe miss Mark Andrews a little bit. Um, and the, the Ravens kind of have a little bit of a lull offensively at times. Um, and the 49ers don't have that offensively at the moment right now because – if it's not McCaffrey, it's Debo Samuel. If it's not Debo Samuel, it's Ayuk. It's not Ayuk, it's George Kittle. Um, it's you can. It's a lot of <laughs> weapons there. It's a lot of weapons there. Um, and then the Commanders game. I mean, that you know, they're gonna win. They're gonna blow them out. So uh, look, the Rams have played really well. Um, you know how the Rams and 49ers have met in recent games, and it's kind of been a tough one. I think that game being the last game of the season will give um, San Fran just a little bit of trouble. Um, but I agree with you. Four and zero, ideal. Uh, three and one, maybe, maybe, maybe looks like the floor in that, right? <laughs> maybe. So you're not like giving the, the Commanders or Cardinals no chance off it. Not, neither are you, Tyler. <laughs> Come on. Next up, we got the Cowboys, Tyler. We got the Cowboys. We got the Cowboys at the Bills this Sunday, mm-hmm. at the Dolphins next week, home against the Lions. And at the Commanders to finish the season, three out of four on the road to end the season for the Dallas Cowboys. Tyler, how are the Cowboys going to finish this year? At best, three and one. At worst, two and two. I have them beating uh, your Miami Dolphins Mm -hmm. and then the Commanders, but I have them losing to the Bills and I have them losing to the Lions. Wow, you have them losing at home to the Lions. Yeah. Um I have I have I'll disagree with you on that. I think I don't know at Bills at Dolphins, that's a tough two game stretch on the road. Um Is it? Th- the last yeah, one? Yeah, the last one for sure. Um no, I do agree with you. I I would take the Cowboys over the Dolphins at this point, but you don't know what could happen in this Bills game that could kind of mm-hmm. carry over for Dallas. Um, so I think that that Dolphins game could be a sneaky game for the Cowboys. Um, I don't think they lose to the Lions at home. I think that would be a really good barometer test for them. Or even if they come off a loss against either Bills or Dolphins, you know, you can't lose against that Lions team because that you're, you know, you're, you're playing for seeding at that point. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Commanders, you should be able to blow them out. I think the Cowboys might get into a point where they um, where they might just rest their guys for the final game against the Commanders. <laughs> um, I I think I, I don't agree with two and two. I think I think three and one is probably where they're finished. Mm-hmm. I don't think four and zero oh, though. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, the Philadelphia Eagles, Tyler, at the Seahawks on Monday Night Football, home against the Giants, home against the Cardinals, on the road against the Giants again in the final week of the season. Uh, uh, this looks like four and zero to me for the Eagles, man. Four and zero, of course. Yeah, their, their toughest game is uh, against Seattle on Monday night. That's not going to be a, a layup up there in Seattle with the twelfth man. Uh, it's a raucous environment, but. Yeah, I agree. I think this is the toughest game coming up. And Seattle has played really well. I mean, they played Dallas really well. So maybe it might be a closer game than we anticipate. But uh, they're kind of clinging for their season right now when you look at the Seahawks. Lost to the Cowboys, lost to the 49ers. Um, You know, if they lose against the Philly, this could, you know, push them not maybe out of the playoff mix, but seven seed, you know, right, right there where they probably could have been the fifth or sixth seed a little bit higher. And those last three games are going to be cupcakes for them. If the Eagles finish four and zero, though, and the Forty Niners finish three and one, the Eagles will be number one seed. So that means the road will go through Philly. See, there's something to think to think about. Mm. That's why I presented this game to you, Tyler. Uh, let's but finish the Forty Niners have already showed that they can go to Philly and win. Uh, not in the playoffs. <laughs> I think another uh, how- dinner horizon. I- Definitely. That's for another podcast. I have one more team for you to play this game, Tyler. The Detroit Lions. We cannot forget about them. Um, home against the Broncos this week at Minnesota, at Dallas, and then home again against Minnesota to finish this year. Uh, Tyler, I got them at I got them at three and one. I, I agree. I, I, I will. I think they have a, the biggest. The, this Broncos game is not going to come easy for them. Um, Broncos are playing easy. really, really well at the moment. Five of the last, I believe they won five of the last six, um, or six of the last seven. Denver is definitely turning around. They don't have enough offense, and I think Detroit mm-hmm. has plenty of offense for them. Um, the Vikings games, you know, those are two wins, and then going on, on the road against Dallas. You don't know which Lions team will show up. You don't know if it's going to be the one that showed up against the Ravens where they lost. Or one that's going to just come in and just you know bite their bite their knees. So I think the Lions definitely have a good chance to you know finish top three for sure and kind of stay in that area. They're either going to lose to the Broncos or the Cowboys. I know I had them beating the Cowboys earlier, uh, but they're going to lose one of those games. I don't see them finishing out the season four now. So three and one to me. All right. So like like you said, Philly and Philly and San Fran. If Philly finishes 4-0, they have a chance to take the one seed again. Um, we will see, man. The NFC is going to be in for a really nice finish to the season. It is kind of top-heavy, though, man. I don't have a lot of faith in a lot of teams behind those four in the NFC. You know, when you look at the standings right now, playoff standings, you know, obviously the 49ers are number one seed. Uh, Cowboys are number two because they leapfrog the Eagles. Lions are number mm-hmm. three. At number four, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at six and seven, which makes no sense. But that, that is, that's the standings. They are division leader, and they will get a home game, um, and they will get the Philadelphia Eagles if the standings hold <laughs> to visit them um, at ten and three. Um, and then when you look at the last two right now at the moment, the Vikings seven and six just made a QB change with Nick Mullins, 
We'll see how that goes. I think they fall out of the mix. Packers are six and seven at the moment. I think they could jump in. Tyler, your Rams six and seven. They might be able to sneak in the playoffs, man. I need one LA team to make the playoffs, and it certainly isn't going to be the Chargers. So maybe it's going to be the Rams. So if I want to go to a playoff game in LA. Hey, man, you guys just got the in-season uh, tournament. You're going to go watch them uh, hang the banner for that one? Uh, I may. And we just got another Super Bowl warrior to us in 2027. So 2027. I'm like, you'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only. <laughs> yes, as Tyler alluded to, the NFL just made some big news announcing Super Bowl 2027 will be at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Wasn't the Super Bowl there a, long, a couple years ago, man? Like, are we going to have Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg performing again, Tyler? I, I hope so, uh, along with Kendrick Lamar. But the Super Bowl should be in L.A. every year. It should be an annual event, Safet, uh in L.A. And the following year, 2028, the Olympics are in town. So it's going to be a great yeah. two-year stretch. Just every year. It's the, it's the, it's the Mecca, Safet. It's the epicenter. It's the Mecca. I lo- okay, all right. I'll, I'll deal with that. Uh, to get, you know, <laughs> just to remind you guys, the next couple of Super Bowls this year is in, in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. home of the Raiders, 2025, back in New Orleans uh, in the Superdome. Only uh, Miami and New Orleans have hosted the Super uh, Super Bowl the most in the NFL's history. Um, you have to throw that in there. 2026, San Francisco, mm-hmm. Santa Clara, uh, Levi Stadium, and then 2027, in Los Angeles. A lot of West Coast Super Bowls, Tyler. Yes, sir. Not a big fan of that. Not a big fan <laughs> of that, Tyler. There's none in Miami. I mean, 2020 was there the is. year, and then and then COVID happened. That's what, <laughs> man. So Miami 2020 was the last Super Bowl in Miami. Maybe I'll get in 2030. Yeah, we, we, we'll do an anniversary game, you know, always doing that. Yeah, well, let's talk about the teams pursuing the Super Bowl with our picks of the week. Tyler and I like to make picks for five NFL games each and every week. A good chance Tyler and I can go 5-0, and guys. Tyler's been 5-0 and at least three times a season. Savage's been 5-0 and at least twice. Maybe make some money, take some advice with our picks. Uh, Tyler, we got three games on Saturday, and I wanted to preview two of them. We got the Minnesota Vikings visiting the Cincinnati Bengals, 1 p.m. start on Saturday. Uh, the Bengals have put up some points, scored 34 in the last two games with Jake Browning as the quarterback, um, you know, replacing Joe Burrow, who's out for the season with a hand injury. And we got the Vikings, who are clinging to a playoff spot, making a QB change. Josh Dobbs is out. Nick Mullins is in after their 3-0 win over the Raiders last week. Tyler, Vikings at Bengals, who you like, man? Zach Taylor deserves a whole lot of credit for what he's been able to do with that Bengals offense and kind of reinventing it around Jake Brownie. And I think they're going to win this game. Uh, Lou Anaromo, their defensive coordinator, has a defense playing at a high level still. The Bengals, they might surprise some teams and sneak in the playoffs without their star quarterback, Joe Burrow. Give me Cincinnati in this one. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take the Bengals as well in this one. Um, Zach Taylor, probably his best coaching job outside of the Super Bowl run. Um, you know, having an extra lineman or a person in the backfield so they have six people in front of um, Browning has been helpful. Uh, throw the ball to Jamar Chase a little bit more. T. Higgins still on the team. Um, th- that's for all the fantasy owners out there. Uh, but the Bengals are putting up points. They're running the ball really well, too. The backup that they have, Chase Brown, I believe his name is, Guys, guys, a bolt of lightning. It's been a nice mm-hmm. sight to see for the Bengals. Uh, for, for the Bengals. 
I will um, say this. Uh, one more thing about the Bengals. If Joe Burrow was not hurt, the Bengals probably would be the favorite to come out the AFC, the way they're playing with Ballot. Yeah, I mean, you, you have the Ravens. So which one? Which one would it be, Tyler? I mean. You riding with the Ravens or riding with. Uh, it. it uh, yeah, I agree. Well, it's I'm, it's I'm a right point because now. Burrow's not healthy. Yeah, right, right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a moot point. I just wanted to make you decide or pick. You know. Oh my goodness. Second, second game on second game on our picks list and the primetime game on Saturday night. We got the Denver Broncos who are on a tear right now, visiting the Detroit Lions. We're a little bit of a little bit a little hiccupy the last couple of weeks here. Um, Denver has won. Six of their last seven games, they are seven and six right now. A, an amazing turnaround, especially when you look at the fact that they allowed the Dolphins to score 70 points in week three. Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, those guys have finished, you know, figured it out a little bit. Um, and they've had just enough uh, offense to support their outstanding defense. Um, Lions have lost two of their last three, including one against the Bears last week. Um, could it potentially be a get right game for the Lions? Tyler, who you have in this one, man? I ain't going to lie. I thought the Broncos were a little bit of fool's gold, but then I seen them in person just beat down and take the Chargers' life away and season away. Every, everybody uh, so, does that to the Chargers, Tyler. Uh, everybody um, does that to the Chargers. Stop the stop. And so <laughs> I, the Broncos, I, I still don't – I'm not all the way believers in them, so I'm going to still – I'm going to pick the Lions. I think the Lions get right this game and beat the Denver Broncos, even though – the Broncos have been playing better, and they're not fool's gold. So I was wrong. They, I'll miss profit. Uh, everybody looks really great against the Chargers this year. <laughs> Every team, including the Lions. We thought the Lions were going to win the Super Bowl after the, they beat the Chargers this year. Enjoy, enjoy like, this outfit. Enjoy this. I'm gonna, enjoy this I, this I, season. <laughs> I, will, I will before Belichick gets there for sure. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions over the Broncos. The Lions have too much offense. Um, I don't know how you stop Gibbs and Montgomery. Um, along with St. Brown and Laporta and all those guys. De uh, Denver doesn't have enough offense. Their defense is great. Um, but I think Denver still makes the playoffs. Denver is going to win their last three games for sure. I'm still going to take the Lions this week. Uh, Tyler, let's get into our Sunday games. Huge matchup like we spoke about earlier in the podcast. we got the Dallas Cowboys going on the road, fresh off their win over the Philadelphia Eagles and taking the lead in the, AFC, in the NFC East. Um, facing the Buffalo Bills at seven and six, coming off a huge win over the Chiefs last week and clinging, clinging to their playoff hopes this season. Tyler, this seems like a really, really good matchup, man. You got Dallas holding on to number one seed. You got the Bills playing for everything, playing for their life. Any game that Buffalo loses could effectively take them out the mix right now. Any game that the Cowboys lose right now could take them out the number one seed, take them out the, the division lead. Who you got on this one, man? The Bills need this game more, uh, and they're five and two at home uh, this season. They're clinging for their playoff lives, as you mentioned. And Josh Allen, he's been playing very good football as of late, and I think they're going to carry that momentum from last week's win in Kansas City. They're going to be home and cold Buffalo and get the win over Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and knock their five-game winning streak. You know what? I hate agreeing with you on every pick, but I have to agree with you here. No, pick the Cowboys. I have to. I have to. I have to. I don't like, you know, sometimes the Cowboys are due for a loss. I think the Cowboys are due for a loss, and Buffalo is the place to make it happen. And I guarantee you in this game, prediction, prediction, Tyler, hot take. Um, 
there will be a referee moment in this game. There will be a moment oh, from wow. this game where where uh, Bills fans are are really really happy and Cowboys fans are really upset. Interesting. But I'm take, I will take the Bills in that one. Uh, Tyler, this is a big game coming up on Sunday night. We got the Baltimore Ravens going on the road to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Tyler, I know the Ravens are your AFC North favorite. They're your Super Bowl favorite. I would agree with you at this point as well, too. I'm also going to take the Ravens. I'm not even going to kick it to you to give your take. I'm just kidding. But I'm taking the Ravens in this one because uh, Doug Peterson's made some really questionable calls, man. Travis Antian and Trevor uh, Lawrence are not as healthy um, at this point. Hopefully, you know, they can turn it around really quick for Sunday night. But I think the Jaguars have some better football ahead of them. I just don't, don't think it happens on Sunday night. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence did not look healthy uh, last week, and uh, either the ETN and the loss of Christian Kirk uh, for multiple weeks is um, a bigger issue than a lot of people are um, alluding to, that that's going to hurt the Jaguars going forward as well. And the uh, Ravens, they just find ways to win now, especially after uh, those three losses where there was just self-inflicted wounds. I like Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, and continuing his MVP campaign this season, Soffit. Ooh, I like that. I like that. All right. Last game we're picking, Philadelphia Eagles going on the road to face the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football. We got the Birds versus the Birds, Tyler. We got the Birds versus the Birds, Eagles and Seahawks. Um, Philly opens up as a four-point favorite. Um I like the Eagles in this one. They're due for a get-right uh, get win, especially after losing to the 49ers and the Cowboys the last couple of weeks. Seahawks are entering this game losing four in a row. Rams, Cowboys, 49ers twice. Um, I think this game is going to be closer than we imagined because of how the Eagles have played. Um, but I think Philly has a tush push or two in them to take the edge. I'm going to take Philly in this one. Yeah, the Seahawks are nosediving, and they're uh, not that healthy either. Geno Smith is, hasn't been uh, healthy. And when I look at the Eagles, yes, they haven't been playing well of late, but this is a get-right game for them and that defense. I'm calling out that defense because that's secondary. you got some really good players in that back end. Bradbury, Slay, they have not been performing up to par uh, this year. They need to step up and uh, help out that offense. So I think this is a game that they uh, do that. So I got the Philadelphia Eagles. You know what happens when you call out a defense, right? They show up. 49ers defense showed up after you called them out, Tyler. Hopefully the Eagles do as well. Uh, Also, some other new NFL news coming today. Uh, And an NFL game will be played in San Paulo, Brazil next season, Tyler. The NFL extending its international series to South America and Brazil. Uh, that should be an exciting one, man. We've seen games in London, Germany, Mexico City. We don't have to wake up as early for the Brazil game. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a nice night game for all of us. Probably a late one. Probably a, a 5 p.m. start in uh, in L.A. Uh, because uh, you, You're going to have to go to that game, Sophit. I would love to go to that game, Tyler. I would love to go to that game. Let's see how we get there. Thank you for listening to another edition of It's a Football Podcast brought to you by USA Today Sports. I'm Savadine, that's Tyler Dragon, and we cannot wait to talk NFL with you again next week. Thanks for listening, guys.